on this episode of the AIE Podcast. We have the Summer of Love schedule. We also have some Dragonflight expansion information, but no spoilers. <laughs> Barely we march along towards patch 6.2. And Lord of the Rings wants to get the band back together. And we have Dr. Gameology, who's here to talk to us about all sorts of fascinating things about gaming. And that was Museline. Take that, Mew. <laughs> yeah. Let's do that and edit. All of that and more coming up right now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Today, I've been doing this podcast for eight years, and I still don't know how show notes work. <laughs> anyway, hi, guys. Welcome to the episode 389 of the podcast celebrating you, the Aaliyah Octa-S gaming community. The die has been podcast. I am Akala. To my left, downstairs, and a few feet over is Tetsumi. Hello. And to our right, over two states, and uh, yeah, just about over two states, is Cow. Am I supposed to say stuff about the Guild Kitchen now? Is that how this works? <laughs> now that we've no, I'm always the Guild Kitchen. <laughs> always the Guild Kitchen. It's, well, greetings, Guildies. There's an apple turnover in the Guild Kitchen. Anyways, um, <laughs> and this week we're joined by a very special guest, Dr. Gameology. Welcome! Thank you for having me. Well, thank you very welcome, much welcome. for uh, coming on the show. Uh, we can't wait to hear all the fascinating things you have going on. Um, before we get into that, though, let's kind of go and chat about what we've been doing in and out of game. And I'm going to start with you, Mew. Oh, Mew, Mew. With me. Mew, 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 Mew. Mew. Uh, let's see. Uh, out of game. Well, I just uh, made Brenner for dinner, so that was fun. I actually found uh, some. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, pumpkin spice pancake mix hidden away. So I was like, huh. You know, we, we're we're being miserable in summer. Why don't we just look forward to the fall real quick and. Uh, you know, I have a little pumpkin spice, but yeah, that was nice. Um, and uh, other than that, it's it's miserably hot here, so we're <laughs> not doing anything. Um, you know, the basically waiting for the sun to go down. Now we have two cats that are begging us to go outside every day, and we keep telling them, "Sorry, it's over 100 degrees right now. You can't sweat. You're black. You're like, black. It's yes. Not, no. And like one of you is like super long, long furred. Like no, you 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 don't last long out there. So wait until at least you know cools down a little bit. Really um, the same cat the outside thing don't we yeah yeah pretty much um but uh yeah uh that's pretty much just you know staying inside trying not to melt you can still feel the heat even though there's there's air conditioning like there's just something about you know over 100 degrees of heat outside that you can still feel it yep. it's just it's oppressive but other than that um uh in game i've been playing actually a lot of guild wars 2 oh, um awesome. i've dabbled with it off and on over the years but never like actually sat down and truly played it like i have lately um so uh i went through and did a little bit of path of fire to get mounts because apparently that's a thing you do you you, you want those mounts it's they're real it changes the game the way the game plays when you have those but then i've been going through what they call the personal story essentially the original guild wars 2 story um, because I've never done that, that full story. I've done like, you know, fits and starts, you know, done all the starter areas for all the races and whatnot, but never really dug into like, once you pass level 30, then it's kind of like the, here's what's happening in the world kind of thing. So I've actually been enjoying that. And, 
Yeah, I'm actually about to finish it. I'm uh, working on the level 80 stuff right now. Wow. So, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, it, it goes by a lot faster when you have these mounts because the original game zones aren't designed for mounts. They expect mm-hmm. you to be running around everywhere. Um, so I jump on a raptor, they can canyon jump, and they're like, oh, that thing that's supposed to take you half an hour to walk around, yeah, I just jumped over it real quick. No big deal. <laughs> um, but uh, And then, you know, having the skimmer the, that, that floats over water, like it's, you know, you know, changes everything up when you can basically just zoom around on the water when they expect you to very slowly doggy paddle everywhere. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it, you know, it's, it's an interesting story. And at least, you know, when you play the expansions, you, all these characters are like, Hey, how you doing? You know, we did great in that, that last thing, didn't we? It's like, Oh yeah, sure. Person. I totally know who is <laughs> totally. <Like. laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, I just wanted to go through and kind of, you know, see who all these people are and, you know, why they're, you know, why they're buddy, buddy, why one looks at me funny and, you know, all that kind of fun stuff and, you know, kind of get a backstory for what's been going on. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I've been, uh, Curiously enough, um, playing Necromancer, mm-hmm. um, but not playing the Necromancer. I've been playing the Reaper. <laughs> so, <laughs> wait, you sure you're not on Final Fantasy 14? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. Is I got uh, pulled into uh, playing. Well, and here's the funny thing: it's Reaper, but it plays like a Death Knight or Dark Knight. Um, oh, okay. Like I, I have a giant greatsword as a as a, a Reaper, mm-hmm. and I'm basically just running around and stabbing things with that. But it has like a it has like an ultimate ability once you get an, enough resources then you become like the full-on reaper and you have like your, the sword gets a little and then you have oh, the reaper okay. scythe and you're running around and stabbing things and turning everything cold and all that kind of fun stuff but uh but yeah it's interesting being a a melee cloth user so <laughs> yeah usually us clothies like to stay in the back yeah typically yes yeah and that's and and you like because of the way guild wars 2 works like you switch between two different weapon sets mm-hmm. So I have like my great sword, but then I have my axe and warhorn, which is a curious setup. But apparently, like you can throw the axe at stuff, and then you can blow the horn at things. Okay, and that that's your ranged. Right. And then you switch over to great sword and then stab at things. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. And yeah, that's it's it's been it's been and, you know it's been a nice change. And you know with Final Fantasy fourteen kind of on that that purposeful content lull, mm-hmm. and um, I'm waiting to nice. see what's. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, it's it's nice that that's that's on purpose. Like they want you to not burn yourself out with the game. So, yeah. you know, I've already essentially done most of what I want to do, so I'm I'm kind of in a break with that and you know, cuz if I if I just keep plugging away at that game, I'm going to burn myself out, then I'll end up hating it and yep. just being right. miserable and yeah, it's just it's not fun. Um but uh but yeah, and, I, and I'm, you know, looking forward to seeing what uh, people find in the new WoW expansion. I've been kind of trying to keep an eye on that. But, uh, yeah, that's probably enough about me. All right, Dr. Gameology, what have you been up to in and out of game? Well, my in-game and my out-of-game are very blurry. Um, Very true, considering your profession. Yes. uh, So for people who are listening that maybe don't know me, I've been in AIE at different levels or different capacities since about 2015 is when my first set of tunes in star wars the old republic would have been added to guild two and then i played enough to where i got one of my tunes in guild one which i guess is an achievement (laughs) and and so then uh, i became a, a gaming researcher so i'm a mental health professional and I've been licensed for over 10 years now 
in whatever states it is that I'm in. And then around that time when I joined AIE is when I was entering into the PhD ranks of my field and I needed to complete a research study. So uh, I've continued to do that since then. So being in AIE and then my growth as a researcher are kind of parallel things. And so these days I've been researching Final Fantasy XIV and I love to play a black mage and wear their hats. Right, right. <laughs> and so those, who, those who, know, are, who are only listening, Dr. Gamology is wearing the most amazing black mage hat and it's beautiful and it's perfect. So, yes. It <laughs> is perfect. The first time I wore it on stream and then I took it off, it blew people's minds because they thought it was a virtual yeah. an overlay thing. Yeah. An overlay, right. And I... Uh, that was nice, but I was not sweating as if it was an overlay, (laughs) you know, it, it takes a lot of effort to wear this hat for a sustained period of time, but we're doing it for the podcast. Um, so I've been leveling up astrologian. That's a healer class that I haven't ever done, but what I've been doing this entire year is I've partnered with a couple different social media people and we make mental health lists that are inspired by the way that you play the different classes in Final Fantasy. And on the research side, I just got done presenting my most recent study at a conference in Poland that was put on by the Digital Games Research Association. And that presentation was very well received. We're hoping to have a larger time spot uh, in a couple more places and get the information out there. But that article is on my website if people wanted to read it. It's an abridged publication for now. There's a lot more deeper insights that, because of time restrictions, wouldn't have made it into what we were doing at that conference. Right. But basically the study is about the experience of psychological flow and looking at how our personality traits in, increase or decrease the likelihood of flow in different Final Fantasy fourteen game activities. Neat. Okay. Very cool. All right. Yep. Awesome. Now, Chet, what have you been up to, my love? Um, much like Mew, I've drifted out of Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, just uh, it's on pause. Uh, I was doing a bunch of delivery stuff, finishing up the, um the studium quest and stuff like that. And so now I pause that for a little bit because I got sucked back into ESO. Um, just finished the high aisle expansion storyline for that. Um, and found out that apparently ESO has champion points. So it's like you hit level 50 and then all of a sudden they're like, here, have some Paragon levels. I was like, Oh, Uh, okay, I, not something. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll take it. And so now I'm looking at that. And then I flipped over to my other character and it's like, you have 12 points to spend. I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. these yeah, are count wide. To to, I'm like, go to every alt and spend all them points. Yeah. No, that's, that's good. I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. This is, this makes my life a little bit easier. Cause I didn't have to get to 50 on that character to be able to spend them. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how different that character plays with those added points in while I'm I'm still focusing on the main. Um with the main I finished the Fighters Guild storyline for now. 
Uh, I finished the Mages Guild storyline. The Mad God storyline for the Mages Guild in ESO is very fun. Uh, there's a good twist choice at the end of that, uh, that kind of like, what type of person are you or what type of person is your character? I won't spoil the choice, but it comes down to, do you want, you know, A or B? And depending on, on what your goals in the game are, um, you know, you, you make that choice and you get granted that, but it's, it's a good, uh, it's a good storyline. Um, and then, um, I was looking at some of the, um, different chapters to play through now that I've finished high aisle. Now I'm going back and going, okay, what DLC do I want to focus on or do I want to take? Cause I've finished the, the red guard version of getting through cold Harbor and, uh, finishing off Moloch ball as much as you can. And then at the end of that, they're like, okay, now if you do this, basically everyone will forget who you are and you can go to the other two areas, pick one of those and play through the main storyline to Moloch ball again, as if no one knows you, which is an interesting, um, way to experience that the flow of that, um, you know, that, um, what the faction, I guess is the best term for the, the three yeah. factions. Um, mm-hmm. and so, you know, I'm not ready to hit reset on that yet. That'll be something I definitely want to go through. Cause I want to see the story from all three lines. Um, but I'm having a lot of, a lot of fun in that and doing my profession dailies there because of course I am. I, sure. I'm, I'm a crafter at heart. Mm-hmm. So if you give me story, you give me crafting, and you give me exploration. I, I'm pretty much there. I mean, that's that's pretty much yeah, my my need. gamer profile. So, um, but we can talk more about that later. What have you been up to, McCullough? Um, fun non-work stuff. Well, sorry, fun work stuff. Boy, hmm. um, at work I actually did my first mid-year reviews for my team, so that was fun. Um, non-game stuff. Um, hosted my first little. Girls' night in a while, which was breakfast for dinner for, you know, seven, mm-hmm. nine, including the family. Uh, so that was fun, actually kind of getting to flex my culinary muscles again. Two different kinds of quiches, some apple turnovers, uh, a blueberry croissant puff. Um, and With then homemade games- lemon curd. Oh, yeah, homemade lemon curd. Um, and then game gaming stuff. Um, well, uh, so on our Star Wars RPG. Um, a few weeks ago, we had been tasked to rescue the senator who had been, um, is who had done, gone to do some negotiations and was being held hostage. That's what we were told. Hostage. Hostage. (laughs) What actually happened. And we don't, the major that we got our assignment from did not know what actually happened, at least from what I could tell from reading his mind. <laughs> um, but the senator's planet had decided that they were done dealing with the Republic because the Republic wasn't protecting them. And they had decided to make an alliance with the revenants of the Empire. Um, by the way, that also gives that particular remnant um, access to their shipbuilding capabilities. Ooh, not good. 
Right. This is the second system this happened to. We've already lost one system's capabilities. So, and of course, we didn't know this until we went and got the, went to get this guy. So, like, listen, this is our mission. We need you to renegotiate this because we can't lose those capabilities. Um, instead of taking him back to our base, um, or to his his um system because the system is now imperial occupied, we went back to Coruscant, <laughs> like you do, because he's a senator. He's going to be able to renegotiate this stuff from Coruscant. And then we were met at the platform by a general in the part of the uh, Republic that we're working for. Because, of course, we're secret ops or special ops. So this general, who we've never met, is like, yeah, we'll take, a, we'll take him from there. Um, <laughs> warning bells, warning <fun>. bells. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Um Force sensitive number one just has a bad feeling about this. Force sensitive number two, the wife, um, she also has an even worse feeling about this. But like, so literally, my little captain walks up, is like, okay, so we want to do this, this, and this. General's like, no. But what if we do this? No. Like, oh god, I'm about to get de- demoted, aren't I? <laughs> um, about to get demoted. I didn't. I didn't. Um, but. Unfortunately, no matter what we could do, we couldn't kind of say, hey, let, let us finish up this part of the mission. Um, but we did put a tracker on the senator. That seems to be a Next common set- theme in all Star Wars things. We'll just put a tracker on it. Tracker on it. them. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, giant flashing blinking thing that no one will ever see. No. Right, right. Oh, no, our, our slicer is really good, though. Um, <laughs> except when then- they're not. Except, hey, except when they're not, except when they're not, and then we have to, and then all of that information gets destroyed. They were good this week, though. They were real good this week. Um, so this week's session, we you know we let off. Um, our buddy Tony, who's playing the former clone trooper, who is actually in command of this mission, but because for real life reasons, he's been out. Mm-hmm. So he gave his you know, he gave his report to the to the general. Um, they were told, of course, to watch the former Imperial. Really? Yep. Thanks. Um, the most faithful person in this damn group to the Republic. <laughs> um, so we have to... Uh, oh, oh, yes. Oh, here's the big one. Our two sneaky sneakies had decided to try to get some information about, like, what's going on with people, why everyone's on edge. Um... To get the contacts to kind of get more information, they had to do a job, which of was course. just to deliver something to this guy. It was a, a simple delivery. Oh, no, it was simple. Never. It's never they simple. delivered it. It was basically these worm like creatures that can be used as bioweapons, but they're worm like creatures. Mm-hmm. He had two women on his lap, you know, mm. and then as they're leaving, those women seemed to moving way too well those women are mandalorians yep they're mandalorian assassins mm-hmm. and then later we get on the hollow net that um a chist diplomat has been assassinated whoops whoops <laughs> and then we find out that there's been some upheaval in the outer rim there's something everybody's freaked out about. Yes, of course, it's close to Chiss space. Mm-hmm. So this week, Doc plants 
an easy way for our sli- our, sli- our slicer to get into the general system. Also plants a bug while he's there. Hmm. So excellent. Um, we find out that a Chiss navigator was kidnapped, and the assassination was it's, it's the attempt to get her. Hmm. Um. Also, while we're researching stuff, I'm like, well, we have people that need to get have criticals healed, and the you know the Coruscant Medical Center is right there. Yes, of course, my mother worked in that medical center. <laughs> of course, we're not going to take advantage of that and see what we can find out about you know the whole. I was a mere a medical experiment, and I maybe a clone thing. So, why two of them are getting? You know, getting patched up, said Slicer and I go try to break into the medical archive. We're told, no, we don't have the right clearance. <laughs> then we're approached by a droid. Oh, um, 067X-4. So nice to see you. I haven't seen you in 10 years. Let me scan you. Oh, you have some amoralities. <laughs> oh, you've been corrupted. We need to... um. We might need to terminate you and let X six know or and then have and then let X five take over or to no and let X five know. Like excuse me, what? <laughs> Admiralities? What's wrong? Of course Admiralities. She's now force sensitive, I'm sure. Right, because you touched the holocron. Right. And then, you know, now I'm all forcey. Um <laughs> so we're like we try to like get some more information from it's like, well, I can take care of the I can take care of the uh the corruption. Dang droid evidently has not been wiped in like 22 years or something. Um, so it has one of those droids with a personality. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so stuns me and gets the fuck that gets the heck out of there. Pardon my French. Um <laughs> so yeah, not only are we dealing with um then we find out, of course, like, hey, this problem with one of your droids. That's not one of ours. It pretty much was activated when I scanned myself. Whoops. Saw my DNA. So not only am I probably a clone of my mother's, I might be a clone of, I might be the fourth iteration of my myself. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Um, or there's three others we, of you running around out there. <laughs> it might be. Um, so then we ended the session with, hey, we found this Chiss girl. Even though we weren't supposed to be looking for her, we found her. Mm. And literally us taking this Winnebago of a shuttle we're in and landing perfectly, I might add. <laughs> On the <laughs> um, transport uh, that she's on, so that you know they can go through the roof and cut the lightsaber, you know, do the whole lightsaber through the right. ceiling, and see if we can't get the chest from two Mandos. Fun. Um, and because it's almost done, call Cthulhu. Um, we got the mask, got the mask back. We kept them from getting the. Otten from the fall of Atlantis. We have about half a session left of this game. We, oh, we, we saw the actual fall of Atlantis. Saw yeah, it. Interesting. Um, caused multiple people to, which of course was caused by, you know, Cthulian monster, they mm-hmm. lost. Caused multiple people to lose it. <laughs> um, we have about half a session left of this game we've been playing for two and a half years. It's been our pandemic game. We it's don't awesome. know if we're going to survive. <laughs> I'm hoping we're going to survive, at least some of us. Now, but... was that you going in with both groups? 
Yeah, so this was, well, this was, yeah, I was dual wielding a, dual wielding a character. Right. Dual wielding characters. Um, yeah, but this was um, two different groups, two and a half years. Now kind of three groups because we brought in characters from a prior, um, from a one shot that we had done. Because we needed backup characters as well. I'm so yeah, I'm really excited about that. Um, they did save the world. Now we don't know if they're going to die or not. Because, <laughs> you know. But the Nazis can't get that mask back. They can't get the they can't get the disc back. They do not have what they need to do this ritual again. That's so, good. They saved the world. Yay. Yay. All right. Yay. That's a lot. Okay. So we're gonna go over the news first, but Dr. Gameology, you no. have lots of really other no. other way around. You said you were gonna go over the news first. No. We'll go over oh, the so news we're later. Go the news in a few. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. I'm so used to say how do I podcast? Yeah. <laughs> but Dr. Gameology, you're our guest and you have a lot of interesting things going on, and we would love to hear more about them, about your research, about your podcast, all of it. Yes. So the most current thing that is news is we have the book titled The Psychology of Pokemon, The Power to Catch Them All. Oh my gosh. I wrote I wrote the final chapter in this book. It's a it's a group collaborative book edited by the CEO of Geek Therapeutics and they are a company that I've done a lot of trainings and presentations for since the pandemic and so that book is actually going to be available for purchase this month. Oh, cool. And yes, um, I'm very excited to see it because as far as books go, that's my first, unless you count my dissertation, which right. you can, pur- well you can purchase that in book form, but that's not the same thing. Right, right. <laughs> um, so um, I'm really excited for that, but, and this is something I haven't talked about live directly at all. Um, so this is breaking news for your exclusive podcast. here. Yay! Yes, I, it'll be exclusive for about 90 more minutes because we're going to talk about it on my stream after this. Um, I, I signed my contract to write a book that is meant to be the hero's journey through video games. Nice. Oh, yes. And oh so if I had to guess percentage wise, how deep into the journey I am at as the writer, I would say we're in the belly of the whale or, uh-huh. you know, in, into the depths kind of thing. Um, percentage, I, I'd say I'm about a third done with it. Yeah. And I'm really having a lot of fun challenging myself to bring in more stories than just the ones that I've naturally come across myself with my own gaming preferences, because I don't want it. Certainly the games I've played are going to have their places to shine because this story has been growing inside of me for 30 years mm-hmm. um, from, you know, the very earliest games that I remember playing, which I guess would be Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt and right. things like that. But every every chapter I am taking a look at you know, what is the consensus of games that have these stages in really memorable ways? And then what are some of the conversations that always already exist about those games? And then what is the mental health and psychological and religious and narratological spin on it? Mm-hmm. 
And then there's also game mechanics and how the game player experiences those stories because they are playing them. Right. 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 And so that is in many ways different than the tradition that revolves around mythology and other religious stories Mm -hmm. is you get to hear them and it's your job to figure out what that means to you. But you don't get to have an alternate version where you level up your messianic character and just slaughter them all. Uh, You know, so in video games, we do have that choice. You know, for example, I'm playing Elden Ring on my stream one of the nights every week, and I quit streaming that game when it was new because I was starting level and I was getting wrecked by enemies that are not very terrifying. Now that I'm level 500 and I'm on my fifth playthrough, right, right, and and so that's that's kind of the interesting thing about the mythology inside video games especially when you're talking about RPGs which the the book is not meant to be limited to RPG games but they do have some of the best stories in human history right so um in fact when when I present at fan conventions and talk about the psychology of games I've credited Final Fantasy 14 many times in public at having one of the best stories of fiction I've ever seen. Uh, even though some of the cutscenes are so long, sometimes I <laughs> haven't seen them, but I, I know that they're amazing. And I usually do come back to watch them. It's um, so, so we have the book that's coming out. Now we have a book that hopefully people will be able to read by the end of next year. I'm hoping, but that's very flimsy. I just have my writing deadline right now. Right. right. And, and, you know, I have had journal articles during the pandemic that were accepted and didn't get printed until 18 months after I had right. the email that said, we're publishing this. <laughs> so, so that, that can happen. And, you know, also the, the, the website I launched drgameology.com at the beginning of May. Mm-hmm. And it's been getting some better traffic than I expected I would get just being me and, and sending things to the people that I'm aware of knowing. Mm-hmm. And also we moved the podcast over onto that website too. So everything I do is now connecting into one place that has my name on it, which is <laughs> okay. really a cool thing to be able to look back because I changed my online gamer name during the pandemic, because I had this idea that, well, my name is uh, after a game that I'm not really playing very much anymore because right. I outgrew it and they weren't releasing um, content in my style of gameplay. So I hung in there for a very long time, even though all of those things were true, but I changed my name to Dr. Gameology. And really that has opened a lot of really cool opportunities to expand the conversation about the psychology of who we are playing games. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I have many, I have many questions, but I think was, was the game your persona based on originally star Wars? Yes, it okay. was. And we <laughs> actually the way, still, no, the only, the way you said what you said, I'm like, mm. I'm nodding along. I'm like, that's Star Wars. That's Star. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's Star yeah. Wars. No, so, yeah. I mean, you can, you can see the story of who I am 
as a gamer yes. behind me. You know, we have yeah. we have the we have the the lighthouse from right. Bioshock, and we have the TARDIS and Yoda telling us, "Do or do not. There is no try." And then we have it's dark in here, but yeah, we have Journey and Zelda and yeah. uh, Pokemon. The the choice of our starters, but the the most prominent relics behind me are Kylo the, and Darth. The Sith and, well, yep. the kind of yeah. Sith, yeah, yeah and <laughs> Sith and Sith light, Sith. yeah, Sith light, yeah, Sith light, right? Sith. Well, they, I have turned them into Sith lights. How about that? Yes, exactly. Uh, that was the, yep. So, you know, Star Wars always has been my favorite fandom and game right. franchise, and the reality is. You know, the, the hero's journey with Star Wars has already been yeah. done as a book. Yeah, um, it's will... already been or acknowledged by the creator. To, if you listen to that amazing Campbell Moyers podcast, you know, um, interview yeah. from the 80s, mm-hmm. you know, The, the Power, Power of Myth, Myth. Yep. which yep. was recorded at, you know, at Skywalker Ranch, of course. Yeah, no, yeah, that's like, that's the mother of all, like, here's how we're taking this, you know, taking this idea mythological ideal and bringing it to pop culture in a very obvious way yep right absolutely and and so what i've been doing sitting here trying to figure out what i want to be in this field of you know psychological research and showing up at fan conventions to do the mental health panels uh, which i always by the way looked at those like well when i level up I'll be able to do that. <laughs> right. Right. And yeah. and I didn't realize that I had already leveled up a pretty good amount and people are interested in what I have to say right now. And and the cool thing about the last year or so is I've been able to go to all the three PAX conventions that have happened mm. and we've done nice. panels on Dark Souls and Pokemon and D and D. And I did MegaCon in Central Florida Comic Con here in my state, talking about Final Fantasy fourteen, and then Digital Games Research Association also thought the research side of what I do was worth listening to. So, um, you know, I I really am enjoying meeting all the people in this psychology mental health field that mm-hmm. also have been doing the fun things that I've been doing my whole life. And then they became these professionals and now it's their <laughs> right, voices right. and, you know, having people come on the, the podcast that have been doing really incredible things. Oh, my podcast is the gaming persona uh, podcast and you can download that. Yeah, really and, Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So when I changed my name, uh, I was in the middle of streaming persona five Royal, which is okay. an amazing yep. example of Jungian psychology in a video game uh, rapper. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And, and so, you know, actually the podcast would have started maybe six months earlier if we had just had a name. But <laughs> we, were, we were playing around with things like the gaming couch already existed, <laughs> but they yeah. died after five episodes. Oh, my God. Right, and, right, right. Right. Yeah. So, you know, very obvious things because you play games on a couch unless you're a PC gamer. But like, but if you're the controller and console, most of the games you've played have probably been on a couch. Anyway, so Game Persona, first time those words left my mouth, it was like, that's it. And yeah. we're recording on Tuesday. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I have a, a weird question. Um, are, do you find 
um, that there's a different personality type um, between a pen and paper RPGer, a console gamer, and a computer gamer. Like, like you know, is there a different personality, or, or do you say differences? Well, of course, there's going to be differences, and maybe a lot of them have to do with imagination capacity and attention mm-hmm. span. But one thing that I will say, this is less research and more my lived experience. Yeah, yeah. When I am my wizard or sorcerer in my D&D games, and I'm in that room, I don't care about the story. I don't care about the NPC's feelings. I'm just looking at the room trying to figure out how I can strategically fill this place oh, up with fireballs and <laughs> yep. burn it down. I, I want to destroy it so bad that the DM has to accept that I destroyed his map. <laughs> which is so weird because I find that I'm the opposite. If I, Which is why I don't always love computer games. Because to me, the okay. computer game is very mechanical. It's, you know, XYZ. And where the RPG piece of things is, I'm there for the story and the character development. Right. So gaming motivation really comes from three different main areas. And so what you're describing is very much an immersion category where you have things like discovery and the role play elements and getting to be an actor inside this lore and sort of poke around with the lore and see what's going to happen. And I actually was thinking when you were summarizing your games that you have a skill that I do not have. Um, That because our gaming motivations are clearly different. The other two main categories are socialization, whether it's um, relationships or teamwork or just the ability to connect and engage with people in a gaming scenario. And then there's achievement, which is, you know, for me, can I burn down everything right, right. that's flagged as an enemy? I didn't say how big the room was. I said I cast fireball. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Were you in our session? A couple <laughs> days ago? I, my first character 30 something years ago was a mage. I got you. Our wizard back then, but yes. Yeah. So, I mean, you can like the same game and have very different yeah. percentages uh, in, in route to having those things uh, to your name. So before the podcast, um, Tetsemi sent me his gamer motivation profile and it came out as a bard and it has his percentages and I'm looking at them now and I'm actually going to post my percentages um, if it'll show up. And our hexagons are like I am filling up places that he doesn't touch. Right. And and he is very interested in places that I am just giving obligatory one out of five instead of zero <laughs> right. because I don't want to I don't want to be a downer. But, no. um, you know, that just when when you look at questions like that and you're rating things one to five, you know, for me, I might say a one or a two when most people would say a zero. But it's because of what I think a one and, and a two represents. Right. But really what shines through is that 90% category mm-hmm. for immersion and creativity cre- creativity that Tetsemi has. Whereas for me, those are 39 and 41. But right. my 95 pluses are achievement and mastery. Right. Which is probably why I couldn't start talking in public as gameology. I had to become Dr. Gameology. <laughs> right. Uh, right. In order- 
in order to have that <laughs> confidence because i was like i'm not gonna do the do the knowledge-based version of dpsing these topics Right. Thinking that my DPS is less knowledgeable than other right. people's knowledge you need, DPS. You need to be that level 20 before you felt comfortable doing that instead of some of us that just talk out of our bums because we're level five. <laughs> yeah. And then people are like, you know, that was really good. We, we could have used you five years ago. It's like, ah, <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Exactly. So following up on that, because looking at your. Um, looking at your profile, it's like 97% achievement, 97% mastery, which would explain the Elden Ring, Dark Souls, those yeah. right. like Stuff right up your alley. That, that, that are infamously difficult. Right. Yes. That, yeah. that seems right up your alley and something that I would not even look at other than to watch people yeah. and go. The, the interesting part of watching those videos for me is the games done quick. Like, how does this person get from here to the end boss through various, you know, game glitches and other yeah. stuff to kill the boss in the shortest amount of time? And I was watching because it went from like 10 minutes to eight minutes and then like no one's going to go sub eight. And then it went to six. And then I think they've got some five or sub five runs now. And it's just like these people they're are better playing, at it than me. Well, they're they're playing a different game. They're yeah. like, there's, yeah. the, there's the game mm-hmm. that was presented, and the people looked at it and went, okay, so I'm going to make my own challenge for this, and within the confines of the game, how can I get from point A to point B in the quickest amount of time? You saw it with Mario Runners, you saw, you know, Mario, mm-hmm. how do you get through Mario the fastest? You know, all these all these game guns quick, and it's a completely different style of playing the game that I'm in awe of and will never touch. No, I don't want to hear the I don't want to hear the amount of sign coming from that computer. You tried that. <laughs> exactly. I do but, not want to hear that from that from the study. I'm sorry. No, but but the, the, where I fell in love with the Star Wars game, you know, the old Republic, which come on, Bioware. Well, yeah. Yeah, this I is know. not a 10 year <laughs> anniversary. This is a this but, is a travesty. I, 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 um, th- th- this is this is a real canal. Yeah, exactly. It, oh God, that's that's a good description. Um, I like in those games the choices. How I'm going to play, much like McCullough, how I'm going to play my character. Is this a light side um, imperial? You know, if I'm playing a light side Sith user, I'm am I imperial? Is my agent basically giving the finger to the Sith, which she did? Because I intentionally like antagonistically created a female chiss imperial agent because it goes against everything the empire at that time right stood for so that i could then react to it in game and tell them off um which was (laughs) which was a blast for me i mean that's that's where mass effect the other thing is is the whole mass effect series um but i get a little achievement hunting in mass effect you know that's why my profile is not completely away from the achievements i'm a completionist as far as story but i also want to see all the versions of the story so i've done the everyone survives and no one survives endings you know just to see the difference of what the outcomes are because that to me that's the game i want to see it from the different angles so yeah, the way we get to our endings and the way conversation trees branch are right. really the beginning points of 
everything that led to me seeing games the way I do. Mm-hmm. When I was a master's student, Heavy Rain came out. Mm-hmm. And that is a game where I, at one point, I I feel like I just had some kind of godlike connection to <laughs> that game where I just could do whatever I wanted because I knew all the branches. Right. And I never got to that point with Detroit Become Human because of my work-life balance when that game came out. But I tried. You know, <laughs> I started down that path and realized, oh, oh, they've they've gotten a lot more detailed with this than they were in Heavy Rain. Uh, but those two games are way high up there. Of course, The Old Republic is really high up there with what I do. My entire agenda of researching personality connections to RPG play mm-hmm. were because as a doc student, I created a Sith Sorcerer that mm-hmm. looked like me. And then if you take one of those, you know, Google personality tests that right. are real with star Wars theming, <laughs> my personality type is the INTJ and the INTJ is often uh, showing a emperor Palpatine. <laughs> like th- yep. this is your star Wars character <laughs> with Myers Briggs personality. So right. you're like, dang it. Yeah, they got it. Right. So then it's like, well, wow. Um, So my SWOTOR character is a lightning based damage dealing corruption Mm -hmm. uh, sorcerer. And that's what my real life personality says I should be in Star Wars, too. So I wonder if more people have this kind of connection. Mm -hmm. Right. And and so, of course, when you start organizing the scientific research on personality types and traits and it doesn't get that one for one. Right. But, but for me, it felt very one for one. And that curiosity just kept pushing me into different games and different researching opportunities. And it will continue to do that. Um, Also in, in our so we have an episode coming out tomorrow that is not this. So next Monday's episode of our show, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about grinding in video games. And that, of course, involves trophies and achievements. Right. And I think it's really interesting hearing that we're identifying the difference between the game-defined achievements, with our, which are the, the trophies and the unlocks, mm-hmm. and then the, the game community achievements, which are timed runs and things that are only defined by us and they have to be intrinsically rewarding because you don't get anything for them other than the knowledge that I did something most people can't. Right. 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 And then a whole community springs up around that type of gameplay. Cause you know, it's like somebody, somebody decided, Oh, let's see how fast I can do this. Let me see what the high score I can get on Donkey Kong is, or, you know, and then all of a sudden everyone's like, well, there's a few people doing this. Let's kind of codify it. And then you get a community of, okay, if you're going to do this, you have to follow these rules. And it just kind of, yeah, you know, grows like that. I, I do have a question. Does your cis sorcerer go complete dark side on the choices? <laughs> Originally, yes. Okay. And then... um because the way I see the light side and the dark side is I don't imagine very many light side people have PhDs because they're completely fine, excepting that they didn't do their assignments. <laughs> okay. So they're, they're not achievement oriented. 
the Sith are going to look at assignments and they're going to destroy them and show the (laughs) professor how mundane their rubrics actually are and how much superior our uh, bending of the knowledge to our purpose is. Uh, So as a doc student, I was fully dark five. Right. I finished my doc program and felt the, the, the chains break. (laughs) and I realized I don't have to do this anymore. This is a nice feeling. I can actually just focus on liking people and helping people (laughs) in their therapy (laughs) sessions. So I switched all the way from dark five to light five, Mm. which took a couple weeks of effort the way that, because it takes a lot of points to make it to dark five. Yep. Um, And then, uh, I started having to grade papers and I started <laughs> to see again uh-huh. that, the grade. Uh, that, that the Sith code actually is very close to another mantra that I really appreciate coming from Nike, which is just do it. Right. <laughs> I, yep. I, I'm in compliance and I have to audit a lot of uh, reports. So yeah, I get that. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, I mean, also, you know, I, during the pandemic, I tapped a lot more into my light side thinking as a professor, which I'm sure a lot of my students appreciated. (laughs) Uh, But you give people an inch and they'll take the entire continent. Yes. And Obi Wan came out, which reconnected me Mm. with my hero. Right. Right there, Darth Vader. And uh, so I, I had to, you know, take, take those continents back. Um, you know, so the light side and the dark side, though, is a really quick way for me to get uh, into where it is I'm at in terms of how I connect with people and how I connect with my games. And I I, I think that, you know, when, when I'm in my light side mode, I'm playing a lot of Journey and Abzu and Flow and mm-hmm. all those. And when I'm in my dark side mode, I'm playing Elden Ring. And, right, right. You know, it's, and, you know, and, Final Fantasy fourteen has always been in the middle of that since that's the MMO I switched to because right. you know I have Savage Raided, but then I don't Savage Raid because um, you know what time we're meeting or because uh, it's not fitting into my schedule. Mm-hmm. Sorry, excuse me. Um, so you know my my schedule is very tight in terms of right tasks that I must complete. So you know I, I always want to do the toughest challenges. But sometimes I have to accept that now is not the right time. Yeah. Um, what did you did? Did you enjoy the Obi Wan series, and what did you think of it? I loved the Obi Wan series, uh-huh. and now that we're a month away from when that came out, mm-hmm. I would just like to say that it was amazing seeing a limit break happen in Star Wars <laughs> right? with all the with all the the rocks, right? Um, <laughs> As 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 a Star Wars RPGer, I'm like, how many dark side points did you get to do that? Oh my god, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, in the Old Republic, you, throwing rocks with yeah. your mind with the Force is yeah, a thing, and well, you do and it. You do it in the pen and we, paper as well, but you need a lot to do some of that stuff that both of them were doing. You know, either light side or dark side points. Yeah. Okay, but he's Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> oh no, obviously. Uh, yeah, and. You know, I think that's the thing that we really don't connect with all the time when we're playing video games, especially when we create our character, is usually we're nobody. Right. Right. Yeah. And if you do get to interface with the named characters, 
what they do is supposed to be like far beyond your max level. Right. It's supposed to be truly amazing to see. And I was very surprised that that final fight had so many of those kinds of things that mm-hmm. seemed to legitimize a force unleashed kind of feeling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and I love those games too, uh, outside of the narrative stuff, but just the playing of, of games like that and seeing Obi-Wan and Darth Vader have their moments of just letting the force go on each other. I thought the story, I thought the story was great too, because the, um, there's always been one line of dialogue that made it. So the prequels didn't completely connect the circle for me. And it's in return of the Jedi. When Vader says, Obi-Wan once thought as you do. Mm -hmm. And then basically, you know, I must obey my master. And then they go up to the Death Star from the Endor moon. And I never really felt like Revenge of the Sith depicted Obi-Wan feeling like there was some Anakin left, um, you know, inside Darth Vader. Because Obi-Wan never saw Darth Vader. He saw the Anakin that said he was Darth Vader. Right. And I really feel like that show gave me the bridge. Yeah, it gave me it gave me the bridge for that line of dialogue. And I feel like it tiptoed around what we saw in A New Hope. It redefines it a little bit, but it 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 didn't. I don't think it It broke it. No, it didn't. change it. It, it You're right. It defined it and redefined it. And also it's Star Wars. So many of the truths we cling to depend greatly upon our own point of view. So we're now mm-hmm. seeing more of that, you know, that kind of bridging. Yep. Also, Leia's excitement when Luke says they came with Obi Wan Kenobi, and she's like, "Obi Wan Kenobi, where is he?" You yes. know, like right. that's that's and, not and, the excitement the that you have if you've ever met someone. Ben. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ben Kenobi. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. It was Ben Kenobi. Yeah. Awesome. All right. I guess we should uh, should we let um, you know that he can come back to the stream now. Safe. <laughs> <laughs> for spoilers. Hi, Mew. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. No, we, we've only managed to get it one episode in, so we don't we oh, don't know so while it's okay. So oh my gosh! I'm so sorry. No, no you didn't spoil it. We. I'm. Yeah. I I, I dodged. So. Um, I, I can tell. Um, but you finished with Marvel, and I'm happy about that. Yes. That last yes. Dang, Which I still have three episodes to catch up on. Anyway. Yes. Excellent series. That's that series is I like. They need to use that as the the new blueprint for how new Marvel stuff is made. Hmm. That's, that, right. that's how good that series was. Oh, it's yeah. so good. All right. Um, so before we get to the news, anything else that you want to uh, drop on us or any more questions that do we have? Oh, where can we, oh, do we know um, with the books, the Pokemon book, um, let us know when that becomes available, how to get that. And, or do you know yet how that's going to, where that's going to be available from? I believe you can actually buy it on Amazon right now. I don't. I think it'll just get delivered once it's all ready awesome. to ship. All right, Ted, are you on that? Yep. Excellent. All right, we're getting it. Cool. Awesome. All right. So, any, anything else we want to we want to throw in here, or should we get to the news? Or I mean, I'm pretty sure we can probably go on about you know Star Wars and <laughs> oh, we could make this a two-hour show two easy. Hours? Yeah. So I need dinner. So. Yeah. I would just I would just like to add in that if these kinds of conversations are what you're up for, 
please uh, join the Psych Squad and listen to the gaming persona. Uh, we're we're heading into our second year, but we're really trying to focus on outreach and meeting new people. And we're every week we show up and talk about the psychology of playing games in a different, you know, just from a different issue, from a different topic. And honestly, if you ever want to, you know, drop us a, hey, here's what we've been talking about, you know, that we can throw that into our show notes and make sure we mention it during the podcast news. Let us know. Yeah, you'll oh, well, see both of us shortly. are in the guild. Is that like, something? Exactly. We wanted, we wanted maybe we should that. build a better yeah. connection there. Yeah. yeah so, look below. Yeah. You'll, you'll see very yeah. shortly. We'll, we will well, go through all of our uh, guildy uh, podcasts. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll be, I'll be sure to give you updates and things and become a, a more constant. See, it's one of those things where it's like, like I was describing, oh, you could have been telling us you're doing this little bit. <laughs> exactly. But I wasn't yeah. a high enough level in the game that goes on in yeah. here. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it is certainly, you know, and, and and you don't have to be 20th level. You do not have to have a doctor. <laughs> I think everyone fights it's through. Well, fights through lucky the for me, syndrome. I do you have You do. That. Excellent. <laughs> I don't need to achieve that again. Nope. No. Uh, no. I mean, you can. No but back to the root canal no. conversation. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, let us then get to this week's news. AIE News. Hey, folks, we're halfway through July. You know what that means, right? The Summer of Love is right around the corner. We have your, your schedule for the Summer of Love. It starts on August 2nd, a Tuesday, of course. Um, We have the... Uh, we have the memorial walk starting at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or Eastern EDT, Eastern Daylight Time. Yes. Yep. What's time? Okay, Eastern Time. Um, in WOW, um, follow Gusty. It's at the Shrine of the Fallen Soldier, of course, um, to Booty Bay. WOW Classic. Uh, Lucy's in charge of that one. Find the Shrine of the Fallen Soldier to the Gates of Ogremar. Uh Lotro, Maylung. Uh, we'll adjust MFN from Monday to Friday this week, by the way. Uh, Breach above the bluff. Um, Sotor, BC and Corley, Alderaan, of course. ESO, Redrum slash Ken's in charge of that. And that's the Panther Fang Temple. Um, STO, Grebog, Wolf 359 Memorial. Guild Wars, Dejara, Lion's Arch Memorial Wall. And Final Fantasy XIV, Abavan with a free country uh, free company house. Um, that ends um, and the and the events end on August seventh. Um, Gusty is in charge of WoW coordination and will be sending out routes and fireworks, um, pet battles, giveaways, transmog runs, etc. Visit the other side, um, Horde, which means Horde and Alliance are going to flip. Um, stuff that Gusty has planned, by the way, or that's been working on getting scheduled. D and discussions. Um, all sessions are, or sorry, D and, oh, I got D and D discussions and <laughs> Ben's, Ben's podcast. podcast yep. D and discussion. Okay. D and D discussions are going on. Um, sessions are going to be four to five players. Um, signups are posted in the thread. The channels are live. Yep. So. Uh, DP Roberts is going to run a session on 8-4 from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern. Palel is on Friday, 8-5 uh, from 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern. Duskmire, Saturday. 
um, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern. The meth is Sunday, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, titles and details to come, including the sign-up sheet. Yep. And there is a schedule already posted in the channels in Discord. Yep. All right. In streaming and guild podcast news. <laughs> insert insert your stuff here. Insert your stuff here, yes. The SOTOR Escape Podcast 431, Bad Reputation. Any reputation you can't get to Legendary is a bad reputation. Syndicate was almost that way for us, but help for that is coming in 7.1. And if you want to hear more about reputations in general, listen now. Just not right now. Wait till the show's done. Uh, yeah, please. <laughs> yes. We're recording here. Uh, in Behind the Games, the Boston indie scene, chat with Kate Olguin. Uh, we talk about Kate's EDU experience at Worcester Polytechnic Institute, her experience building the indie game Call of Karen, her work sponsoring and organizing the Boston indie game dev scene, and her current game design role at Other Ocean Interactive, working on games like Project Winter. And in Boards and Swords podcast, Return to Dark Tower, Vampire Rivals Expansions, and Capstone Plus. Would you do a subscription to a board game company? How about a Play Legend of the Five Rings in D&D? We've got all that, plus we've got both a chance to play Restoration Games' version of the classic Dark Tower game. And over in the Star Trek Online universe, Fleet Action Report, episode 107, their two-year anniversary. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. It's a very special episode because it is their two-year anniversary, and so they brought in the community to come and have some fun with them. Uh, they did PvP mas- matches uh, just for fun and laughs, and watched Grebog die many times because of his glass cannons. Yep. And then over with working class nerds. And as a reminder, this is a not safe for work podcast. Mm-hmm. Also not safe for kiddos. <laughs> um, episode 160. Always follow your dreams. Uh, Marcus and Nick sit down with a fellow content creator. Jacuzzi. Jacuzzi uh, is a dad. Awesome streamer of Destiny 2 content and all around amazing person. So enjoy. You awesome. can find more about them at Twitch TV slash Jacuzzi. All right, and in Nomad news, Lost Ark July update is due on the 20th, featuring a new mage class, Arcanist, a powerful pass to boost a character to the end of the Panika story and gear to level 1302, an express event to progress more quickly to the road to gear level 1370. Activity in the game is light, and we encourage anyone um, not in the AIE Communitas Guild to request Request an invite to this more progressed guild. Please inquire about transfers to Duras or the Discord channel, um, which is uh, Lost Ark. Yep. And, and I would say it's interesting that this game, like everyone else, is worried about. Oh, we don't want our levels to get too high. And Lost Ark's like, nah, thousand thirty-one. I know, like, <laughs> and t- it's like, it's just go. Too. Okay, then. Yeah. 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 They they've been uh, for how many months now, and they're already past a thousand. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no squish there. Nope. More of an expansion. All right. In WoW news, there is a lot of excitement and debate over new info on the Dragonflight expansion, along with a request for no spoilers in the main channels. Uh, Customizations for the new Drakthir race are amazing, and Hoggers among many familiar characters getting a makeover. New options in Alpha for players will be the ability to select body type instead of having to choose male or female, and data mine strings also show work on being able to choose the voice and pronouns separately. Um. Yep. 
Uh, and right. we linked, there's a Twitter uh, link to one of the devs that is working on that specific integration piece of the puzzle. Um, so if you want to follow them, that's, that's awesome. In WoW, Season 4 is around the corner, and Gusty Tales among those still pushing for Mythic Keystone Master. Hooves crossed, and thanks to everyone who has helped with their guildies with last-minute achievements. <clears throat> and, of course, Summer of Love. Schedule's up, and they've got several WoW events such as Snail Racing, Battle Pet Safari, and The Other Side Challenge. Roll a tune on the opposite faction. Join the fun and bring others. Cross-faction New Braid is still going strong for the next three weeks, while Kinney's on a much-needed vacation. Wing Clip and Solendry have volunteered to run things. And in WoW Classic, a Summer of Love event. Uh, Sky is proud to announce that their sister Summer of Love is looking for a mate. In true troll fashion, you must earn her hand. Six items will be required to win her hand. Her suitor must be a new level one troll, so no bad habits, <laughs> and able to take care of her, thus the six items. Uh, the items will be announced on the night of uh, July 31st, and to support her in her new life, the family has put a dowry of 1,000 gold, which is a lot in classic times, that is. Uh, for the winner of the Great Hunt. Our first troll to trade the set items gets the gets summer love and, of course, the gold. Uh, there are second and third prizes as well, uh, just a few small pets, but it should still be fun. Um, also, as a reminder, Wrath is coming closer, well, likely sometime at the end of August, maybe September. Um, so we have an influx of new players that are coming to level four this summer. As a reminder, to attract new players for the 10 for Wrath, uh, we're we having a gold giveaway of 100 gold to any new player to make skills, mounts, and leveling easier. Uh, Sundays and Wednesdays are dungeon days, which are 9 to 11, I assume, p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone helps each other on the five-man quests and the things related. Uh, we, they are working on getting uh, 10 people to 70 so that they can raid Karazhan and begin uh, to get that 10 for Wrath synergy going. Their raid leader is Shrimpocles, and uh, they're always ready for new people to come join the fun of Classic. Awesome. And in Sotor news, BC, uh, BC created a scavenger hunt for MFN where everyone use their secret droids to dig up treasures for fun and prizes. Additionally, uh, they continue to run operations for MFN when they have enough people for it. If you're wondering what classes they need, they usually can get tanks and healers, uh, but oftentimes could use more DPS. It's entry-level rating, and everyone is welcome, no matter your level or experience or gear. Sorry, no, no matter your experience or gear, not level. Wow, <laughs> Um, Come join us. Especially if your dad jokes uh, tank is low because they can supply you with some more. Absolutely. In ESO, the guild has been killing world bosses and clearing sky shards in various zones. Trials, they've bravely gone into the 12-person content with 10 to 11 people and were successful in killing uh, both killing bosses and having fun. And last, what is Sunday, so Friday, they actually had a full 12 to go into the trials, so they had a lot of fun. If you're interested in running dungeons for pledges, we have two dungeon groups that occasionally need someone to fill in. Check the Undaunted Enclave channel in Discord for more information. And things that are coming up, MFN for the next three weeks will be hosted by some of the regular attendees while Kinney is on vacation. Uh, Lost Steps DLC and Update 35... It's available on the PC, Mac, PTS now. Yeah, uh, just a note. If you want content and you want a consistent level of content even more than 
Final Fantasy XIV, ESO is pumping out the chapters and the DLC. They just released High Isle, and the new stuff's on the PTS and is due to come out like soon. So if you if you ever want for content and you like the Elder Scrolls style game, uh, take a look at ESO. And speaking of more content, Final Fantasy XIV, um, AI continues to roll along and are still marching towards patch 6.2. Uh, for those grinding away in Crystalline Conflict, which is the uh, new PvP arena, uh, the season rewards, which end at the release of 6.2, will reward all rewards up to the tier you reach. So you don't have to worry about blasting a past reward that you want. Basically, once you get to... the, They kind of change it so that once you get to a certain rank in... in uh, crystalline conflict you stay there like you don't get knocked back down so oh, cool it's, it's a nice change so that you, you know you, you just earned it and then you stay there um also uh, data center travel is up and running um they would love to have you visit the fc on goblin um but we get that other people maybe belong to other communities or you have an established friend group elsewhere but now you can travel to goblin for aae events uh, any aa member or friends thereof are welcome to hang with us at our events visit our house etc uh, we would love to see you at our next event. Speaking of which, uh, map nights are rolling along, of course. Saturday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, they did run last night. Um, come along, get loot, have a great time. Uh, level 90 characters that have all the zones unlocked are required. Uh, bringing a map is not required, but it's appreciated. Definitely helps. Um, if you are not level 90, uh, be on the lookout for non-90 map events. Group maps with a chance at loot zone are available from level 60 and up. They actually did some of that today, I believe. Yes. Uh, they did level 60s. Yep. Um, uh, Thursdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, uh, they're going to be doing Sprout Raids again. They completed all of the legacy 24-hour play groups all the way through Shadowbringers and will lo- be looping back around to the Crystal Tower series because... Which is easy for everyone to say is the current one, and there's only like three or four bosses, four bosses, I think. Yeah. So yeah, and it's it requires you to have decent gear and be fully leveled up and all that fun stuff. It's it's a fun raid, like it's not that hard, but you do have to be well geared to get in there. Um, uh, remember that some of these twenty four player raids are prerequisites for other content. The Crystal Tower series is actually required now as part of ARR. Um. Also, you need to do Ravanastre if you want to do the Baj just stuff. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, fun stuff there. And soon um, you'll we, have to do the um, Hildebrand, Hildebrand to get the new. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the, what? The, yes. Oh, you hadn't yes, heard this? Yeah. You, no. So, what's they're going to force us to meet Hildebrand now? If you want the relic weapon for this expansion, yes. Oh, just the relic weapon. Okay. Just so the relic. If, all right. Yeah. It's an achievement. <laughs> I know. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to play to your strong <laughs> oh, side. Yeah. I know Hildebrand enough to know that I wish I didn't know Hildebrand. <laughs> okay, so you you do not subscribe to the anime silliness that is Hildebrand, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you you will have to progress through all the Hildebrand quest line to oh, all be able of to them, like since yes. the beginning. Yes. yes. To unlock the okay. ability to go do the relic weapons. What the relic the, weapons and Hildebrand have to do with each other, they haven't said, but that is the requirement. Apparently they're gonna be they're gonna be Manderville weapons, essentially. I'm sure it's an amazing story connection. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And so, I'm sure I'm going to do it because. Do it. I, oh, yeah. Because yeah. you'll want the Black Mage relic weapon. It. and I will want the Black Mage relic weapon. Yes. And realize, too, you're missing out on on, on uh, trials because you had not gone through Hotelbrand. There's actually trial dungeons that are in that locked in that uh, quest line. If there are blue mage spells associated with them, yes. I've, I've, yeah, I've done those. Okay. Because so see final fantasy is a neat weaving of, of layered motivations here. Like I don't care about Hildebrand, but if there's a blue mage spell, then I guess <laughs> right. I care about yeah. Hildebrand. Yeah. Yep. I'll do the yep. thing I don't want to do to get to the thing I want thing to do. I want. Yeah. 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 That's what I was oh, ask. that's such an interesting, interesting patch note update thing. Yeah, well, there's been some interesting debate in the because the, half half of the half of the players love it, half of the players are like, how dare you make that mandatory? Right. So it's yeah. <laughs> how dare you? Those make- are good percentages. Like, there's yeah. a lot of things in the world right now that it's not fifty fifty. No. Yes. Yeah. But it is it is almost strikingly fifty fifty. Like it's just uh, like I expect I expected less people to be upset, but no, I've seen uh, like yeah. I said about half people. It's it's pretty interesting, but yeah, no, it's a lot of fun to be had. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Spe- well, thanks for indulging my surprise. No, 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 absolutely. <laughs> like we said, if you want to talk about any of this, let yeah, us know. Exactly. Um, have you done the new PvP? No, I actually did my first PvP match of just the the front line. Right. In June, I I just never thought of that as a thing. Mm-hmm. And I was leveling up samurai and they're like, "You don't have to play samurai in the map, just be samurai when the map starts." Right. And then so I switched to black mage and I ended up realizing I love this because I'm just throwing fireballs across right. the room yeah. at people and they die. Yeah, here's a simple like version in my of D&D. your class. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I didn't ask how big the room was. Yeah. Right. And and it's so much fun actually. What well what is um what is crystalline conflict then? So, it's essentially Are you familiar with Overwatch? Yeah. Where yeah. you had, where you had the payload? That's the yeah. whole thing. There was a payload and one team is attacking, one team is defending, and basically the goal is to get that payload to the you know, to your team's yep. base. And or so as far as possible, but what's nice is you have a, vi- you do not play your full set of skills, which may upset some people. But... Like in PVP. Right. right. It's, so it's, it's, it's the same, same set it up. Yeah. It's yeah. the same setup. You go down to a limited set of skills and there are power-ups on the thing. And it is a mm-hmm. blast. Like I played my bard in there and we had so much fun doing that that does sound fun and i think it's what eight person i'll have to check it out or six person no, eight person five five it's five five by five yeah. oh, it's neat. five to five yeah that's and it's fast cool. the the matches you know it's best of three you go fast so it's it's not supposed to last longer than five minutes if it does it goes into overtime and then it like if, if you if everyone jumps off the crystal then it's done yep. whoever got furthest wins yeah. is there good exp gain or is it only for max level or how does that work you still get XP, but because it's so fast, you don't get as much. Right. So if you want XP, you okay. do front line. Yeah. Okay, got it. All right. Where are we? Here we are. Okay, and STO news. Federation Colony is still moving closer and closer to the end of Tier 5. KDF Fleet is closing in on the fish- finishing the Dilithium Mines and having Tier 1 of the Starbase done. Thursday night, um, fun nights at 11 p.m. They run patrols, missions, task force operations, depending on requests and any events going on. They focus on Federation side, except for the third Friday or Thursday of the month, where they 
where they head where they head out on their KDF captains. Um, just a reminder, as we mentioned, Fleet Action Report is celebrating its second anniversary. Catch them live on Mondays at 11 p.m. And archived episodes are on YouTube. Look for um, Grebog on Twitch TV. And in Guild Wars 2 news, ArenaNet has announced the summer roadmap. Big items include upgrading the original world bosses, more shiny and improved loot, the next season one chapter, and another uh, WVW Alliance beta week. MFN on Mondays is at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Dungeons and More is uh, Dungeon and More Nights are temporarily moving to be in the same week as Summer of Love, still taking Guild Hall donations, wine, and casks. Wine and beer. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. I actually got to visit the guild hall and yeah, they're still working on stuff on there. So they definitely need all the donations they can get. Yep. Lord of the Rings online has weather stock happening this weekend. Update 3.33.1 is soon with quotations. Uh, yesterday, Lord of the Rings online producer, Oleg Reninia Rudsky. Mm-hmm. announced via Twitter that he has left his position at Standing Stone Games. What is Weatherstock, you might have asked? Weatherstock is a player-run concert of epic proportions held at the summit of Amonsul on the Landrovel server. Uh, the current list is 22 different player bands that will play wow. in-game, in-character, for 10 to 15 minutes each. And we're wondering where Max Pillel and the crew are. Because, you know, got to get the band back together. Exactly. Uh, don't know where they are, but we suspect maybe they'll get in next year. Yeah. yeah. Max. Max, Max. Let's know. Max, for, Max. Let's know. And for, for anyone that doesn't know for Lord of the Rings, the, the music is synchronized and you can set up the music ahead of time and it plays the music in game. Your character animations play with the music and they do full concerts. Like this thing is produced like a, a bootstock or a you know that type of thing in game and land roval is the uh server that our guild is on so you know if you want to see it uh there's a link to uh weatherstock um the the posting of when the times are and everything awesome all right well that is our show for tonight um, chat room, if you want to start suggesting some titles, uh, we'd appreciate it. And Dr. Gameology, thank you so much for joining us. This was an absolute blast. Definitely. Um, if people are looking for you, what is the best place to find you? All right. So the absolute best place to find me in a live capacity is on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dr. Gameology. And the best place to interact with my ideas would be be the gaming person of the podcast which you can also download from the podcast page at drgameology.com and i just really want to tell everyone here thank you so much for having me and everyone's listening i always give everyone a final quest at the end when i'm talking and you know i just hope you continue to enjoy your games and continue the journey awesome thank you yeah. and, you and we well. will definitely have you back on Soon. Absolutely. This was yeah. Oh, yes. So Sundays fun. are generally a great time for me to do things like this if I know I have time. Okay. And I really have enjoyed my time being in AIE and just didn't really understand how deep the rabbit hole goes <laughs> with it is things so deep. I can things I can do. So yes, if you absolutely. ever want 
the a um you know a, a geek therapy or psychology expert with a game in mind then just bring me on and really? i'd love to have I'd love to have more people from the guild on my show as well. So that is, you know, um, I will keep in touch much better. Yeah, absolutely. As, as, love that. And maybe we'll, we'll get, we'll get the gaming persona oh in God. the AIE podcast notes. every. Absolutely. Day. Recommend. Yep. Okay, yep. No, no, we love yeah. that. Cause we do want to, you know, the thing is you don't know what's out there until you know. Yep. So no, right. that's a, happy to do, you know, yeah, that used yeah. to be just one, and then it just grew from there. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely, we love that. And I also, mean, and we'll we'll have a section a little bit further down, but we have a section also for for um, segments. So, if you have like a ninety second segment that's you know AIE or game related that you want to include, that's we actually have a spot for that kind of thing. So, yep. if you just have like a little clip you want to do real quick. That's talking oh. about. I have. I like have a, this thought. Like, of, a, like an ad, or like yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. Hey, we or just even just a, blah blah blah. From, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yep. All right. Well, if you have a guilt, uh, if you have a guilt, if you have a question <laughs> or comment about the show, you can email us at podcast.aieguild.org at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. Show is at AIE Podcast. Mew is at the Mew Cow. McCullough is at Cyberwave. I am at Ivory Tiger. We record live with video every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room, play along with us on our website, aieguild.org slash podcast dash live to stream. And our Discord server for chat is at aieguild.org in the upper right-hand corner. For past episodes, you can see them on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash c slash the AIE podcast. Our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul or visit his website, andrewallenmusic.com. And this spot right here is where we would put any AIE member segments that we received, but we haven't this week. But if you would like to put together a 90 to you know 120 second segment that you want to include at the end, put it here. Send it to us. Podcast. Oh, no, not podcast. Podcast.aie-guild.org at gmail.com. Yep. We're waiting. Awesome. All right. And next time, we'll be talking to Gussie Tail about Summer of Love, of course. So until then, AIE, this is Makala. This is Tetsemi. And this is Mucow. This has been the AIE Podcast. Part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. <laughs>